host back here on the JR the Boss Man show, talking to a friend of the show, Coach of the Cal State Fulton Titan, DJ Taylor on the Boss Man show, Coach Taylor, doing things out there in Fulton. Coach, what's up out there on the West Coast, man? Uh, I'll tell you what, we're trying to survive this rain out here on the West. They say it don't rain in Southern California. I disagree. We've been getting it. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot about the rain out there from my, my guys out in Cali telling me about the rain. I know y'all hate the rain out there, but the rain down here is, is, it happens all the time. But I know out there when it's sunny and 70 degrees every day, you don't want to see that rain no, nowhere, no, no how. No, not at all. Not at all. But we uh, we making the best out of it and doing what we need to do to get through it. Yes, indeed. And the coach, you're 5-2 and two in Big West play, man. Five game winning streak. So, Coach, talk to us about what turned around for your team? I know you had kind of had a rough non-conference, started the conference play kind of shaky, but now you're 5-2. and two. What's been what's turned it around for you, Coach? You know, I think this group is starting to settle into who they are and what they are and what they can be, most importantly, which is a group of guys that got great experience and, and really talented, but more importantly, they're playing for each other and playing with each other and, and playing well together. They're sharing the basketball, and you know, I think a key statistic is we're, we're throwing the ball to ourselves and not to the other team. Uh, that, that's that's a huge advantage, and it really helps our ability to be able to score. But I think we finally settled in and, and really started to get back to playing Titan basketball, which is which is sharing the basketball and sharing the responsibility for winning. And coach, I looked at your non-conference schedule. I really feel like it toughened your guys up. You think I get the results you wanted, but that adversity it forced the guys kind of kind of come together, come come together now and get on this street, this running running street. They jail right at the right time because you want to be peaking February to March, not in January to December. So I feel like at the right time, you guys are coming together, and that schedule bit early November December is helping you give you that foundation to be good as you are right now. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, particularly being on the road, I think we had two non-Division One home games in the whole preseason, so we were road warriors, and we got beat up for it. But I think, like you said, the experience of being on the road and playing in different environments, playing against different styles, playing against different uh, different levels of competition, I think is really starting to pay off for us as we're, you know, no no stranger to being on the road, number one. And number two, we're no stranger to playing against different styles. And so now we're able to, um, you know, just kind of settle into the way that we need to play, and, and we're having a good deal of success doing some key things, which is rebounding the basketball, getting to the free throw line, um, and, and really just defending. And, Coach, I feel like you still on rotation is really good. You got a nine-man rotation. You know, you play some guys more than those off the bench, but have been able to play eight or nine guys that you trust during this time of year is good because you never know. You might get a quick whistle, 2,000 with a guy, come out of the game to go to your bench or vice or whatever, or injury or something, God forbid. You, but you have guys you've played that can, that can trust. So I feel like guys knowing their role based on stats I'm seeing, based on what I watched on ESPN3. So I feel like you have, you have a – a great thing going right now at all at the right time as well. Definitely. I think we have all the ingredients, as you mentioned. We've got some depth. We've got some size. We can throw some different bodies in there. Um, whether we get in foul trouble or if we just want to change up the change up the pace of play, we can we can do different things. But our bread's buttered being able to defend, rebound, and run. And I think this group's really starting to, to buy into that and really understand how significant that is, um, you know, being able to do that and do it consistently. And I think that's helped us a tremendous amount. Each guy that's going into the game, they're holding each other accountable, not only on the floor, but off the floor with our preparation and how we're going about our business on a day-to-day basis, on a day-to-day basis. And coach, talk about that. How do you get young kids to buy into 
game plan discipline because I know that's hard the hardest thing for kids to get get through working hard outside of practice and getting down to that game plan discipline thinking to what you do and shoot around so how do you go about getting your team to acquire that task acquire that skill to that game plan discipline to stick to what you guys go over and shoot around and practice in the room and over, over to the game court there you know it's not an easy task um, but I think anytime you can find your guys doing things right and point it out, highlight it, whether it be, you know, in person or on the film, showing them doing things right, catching them doing things right, and then and then encouraging them that, A, they did it right, and, B, what the benefit of doing it right is. I think that's one way that we've, we've really kind of uh, tried to establish, um, <clears throat> excuse me, establish that, that role, if you will, um, with, with trying to show the new guys and the young guys how important it is to, to do things the right way and do things the way we're doing them and, and give yourself a chance to have success. And Coach, look at your roster. You have an international roster, but it's, 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 it's FIBA. I'm like, you got, got guys from China, Toronto. So I'm like, man, Coach, yeah. you got a lot of guys, international guys. You're really hitting that, hit, hitting, hitting that scene tough there. So what is the allure of international guys, Coach? How do you go about getting those guys on your roster, first of all, and how are they blending in with all the guys on the team? That's from Cali already. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's it's interesting. A lot of it has to do with our location. You know, where we're located, it, it, it helps itself and it recruits itself. We're we're 35 minutes from downtown LA. We're 25 minutes from the closest beach, and which happens to be one of the richest areas in the country. And so, um, you know, we're 12 minutes from Disneyland. So there's a lot to sell by way of of location. And you mentioned it, and I'll mention it again. Just the weather. It's hard to beat the weather here, even though we're it's raining right now. I mean, next week. <clears throat> It'll be back up to 70 degrees and 75 degrees, so that's hard to beat. Um, and, and, you know, we, we've got a, a, a good nucleus that we like to recruit from in terms of character, um, guys that do certain things on the floor, and so we try not to stray away from that. And those guys have kind of come in here and, and, and taken advantage of what we have to offer. And it's interesting now because we have older guys in our program and now they're taking advantage of the recruiting or taking responsibility for recruiting and kind of carrying their own record, so to speak. You know, hey, I'm 2-1 and one or 2-0 and oh or 4-0 and oh with recruits that I hosted. And so anytime you get that type of buy-in um, amongst your guys, I think you got a good chance of being successful with the recruiting piece uh, and then even on the floor. And, Coach, I feel like since your time at Fulton, you've made it more of a basketball school. People know for basketball now as well as baseball because I feel like before you got there, you people knew about it, but the way the standards you've set at Fulton here, I feel like you've made it more of a basketball school. People don't know about it from your co- your great job recruiting yourself in the place and the way you guys play on the court. And, and just for the results you're getting, so people say, oh, wow, Fulton, it's more than it's a baseball school now. Yeah, no, you know, we're trying. And, and, and baseball, to their credit, they give us a great example of how to build a program, how to build a culture, and then how to sustain it because of their success. You know, we're still fighting, and not necessarily fighting, but we still embrace the battle of, you know, when people see us in the airport and, and they see our emblem, or our logo, they automatically say, oh, so it's in the baseball school. Um, but now what we're getting is, oh, so it's in the baseball school. You guys went to the tournament last year. And so they're a little more familiar with with who we are and what we're trying to do from a basketball standpoint. But, you know, I think naive to not take advantage of, um, you know, the success that baseball has had, you know, and learn from them, but also grow from them, you know, and let people know that there is a basketball opportunity here and we can we can work to have the same type of success that baseball is having 
um, for a lot of the same reasons. You know, baseball is one of the hardest working programs on our campus, and so we're trying to mimic that. They recruit a boatload of Southern California kids, so we're trying to mimic that. Um, and then those guys just work their behind off um, at the end of the day, outside of the diamond, in the weight room. And so we're trying to mimic some of those habits and some of those behaviors. And that's goes my next question because about player development, how it's so key at your level, the mid-major levels, player, player development piece, and just mimicking how baseball goes about their approach of developing their guys, getting guys to the major leagues, getting them become pros at your level if a guy comes in and he's a freshman takes all four years he develops his body works on his game he can be a pro somewhere and he could really be a high major player based on how he have what he taps out at based on his development on your roster as a senior it could really help you win games by themselves almost making plays so i feel like at your level developing players is so key and what is your approach to developing guys when it comes to April, May, June, July, August before practice starts, even doing in-season, what is your development plan for the guys in-season as well? You know, I think it's, it's one of the most important things that we can do, and it's probably one of the best things that we do, is we're just constantly trying to evaluate um, our guys, but every day we're trying to get better, every single day. I mean, even today, uh, two days before a game, we spent 25 minutes working on each individual guy's game, what they do best, trying to embellish that and then trying to help um, improve their weaknesses to strengths. And that's something that we do every single day in the weight room. Our guys are lifting four times a week, even right now. They're doing stuff in the weight room. And so we spend an inordinate amount of time talking about in recruiting becoming a pro and teaching guys how to be a professional. It's not my job to determine what type of pro it is, what type of pro you become, but it is my job to make sure that you have all of the information and, and the work ethic to, to become a pro. And whatever level of pro you are, that's on you. But my job is to make sure that we push you every single day to be better today than you were yesterday and be better tomorrow than you were today. And we literally try to live by that. And one of the things that our program has become anonymous with is the development piece. Guys are getting bigger, stronger in the weight room. They're getting bigger and stronger on the floor, and it's starting to play out. And one of the things that we've kind of a, adopted is just hashtag develop you um, because our guys have come here and every single year we've had uh, an all-league guard an all-league player a couple of years we've had two and three um, we had back-to-back freshman of the year in the conference and so you know guys are coming here and, and taking advantage of the opportunity to to develop exactly and that's the big thing about it coach getting guys to buy into the development because that helps the team and it holds other guys accountable as well because if you see my teammate getting better in developing and I'm not, I'm, I'm lagging behind, that makes him be more accountable. It may say, hey, I got to do something too. I'm not going to play next year. So I think that also helps guys want to get better as well, get on the court, be accountable because their, their teammates are doing the same thing. Somebody might, might take your job if, you're not, if you get complacent. No question. And you have to have that element of competition as well day in and day out just so that you know you're not just developing just to be developing you're developing to see where you are and every single day we try to get after it from a competition standpoint um and see where we are and see if we can get any better and and this group of guys is really really bought into that and they're seeing each other's success and so it does make the other guy want to work a little harder to see if he can reach or attain the same success and so it's 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 become a really really good cycle of guys coming in here and, and in the weight room, just getting their, their butt kicked in the weight room and going from 
175 pounds as a freshman to a sophomore year being 195 pounds just in 12 months time and physically being so much different. Um, those guys are seeing that and they're buying into that and, and it's, it's become a huge part of our program. And coach, you got two big road games this week against Irvine and Davis out there, man. So coach, uh, as you prepare for these two games, uh, what are you telling your guys about being prepared? These two teams posed great threats to you guys. You know, five team race for first right now in the conference yeah. title race. So big game for, so what are you telling your guys so far to get ready for these big two matches on the road this week? You know, we're just talking about taking advantage of the opportunity. It is a huge opportunity for us to go and play at UC Irvine on, on Wednesday. And again, our preseason kicks in in terms of being road warriors and being able to go on the road and, and have some success just doing the things that we know we're capable of doing. Talent-wise, we're, we're as good as anybody in our conference. We can play with anybody in our conference in terms of style, but we've got to execute the little things um, to make the big things happen. And those are the things that we're trying to focus on our defensive rotations, spacing on offense, sharing the basketball on offense, and just just doing the little things that make the big things happen. You don't have to go over here and try to, you know, make spectacular happen time in and time out. If you just do the little things and do what you're capable of, then you can eventually make spectacular things happen. But if you go out seeking spectacular, I think you put take yourself out of rhythm. And coach, I, I see where Coach Godfrey and those guys at, at CSU and up there are doing well. Hawaii is doing well. I feel like your conference each year is getting better and better and better. As I watch it, even the teams are not winning as much. They're still competitive every night. From top to bottom, you guys, your league is getting better and better. People should take a watch it on ESPN Plus and see that what's yeah. going on in the Big West out there. Yeah, no, it's a it's a tough conference top to bottom. Um, every night, it doesn't matter who you play. Uh, like right now, Davis's record, I think, is one in six or one, one in five or something like that. But I guarantee you, nobody would sign up to play them, even though their record's one in five or one in four, whatever it is. And so it's a very well-coached league. There's some really good players in this league. Um, and, and, you know, like the ACC and the, the, the bigger schools, the bigger conferences, they beat up on each other um, at their level. And we're doing the same thing. It's just literally any given night, anybody can win. Yes, indeed. Well, Coach, I'll be definitely cheering for you guys this week and hope you get that regular season title, Coach. You've been good to me in the show. And I hope you do well, and I hope your team Definitely. keeps making floats on the basketball. Let's continue to get to know about the basketball team or the baseball team. A little bit. Take one of those shine. Just a little tad bit, Coach. Keep the good, doing the job with that floater, man. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate you investing in our program and getting us on your show. I always enjoy chatting with you, and I look forward to the next time. Yes, indeed, Coach. Coach Taylor here on the Boston. So we check them out this week against Davis and Irvine. All right, folks, back in the Jared of Boston Man Show. Time for the bad take segment this week. Jay, what is good down in Florida, Florida or Florescent, as my man calls it, or the state where the drawing girl live at? <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Uh, we probably experienced four seasons in just one week. Yes, indeed. I'm looking forward to this bowl next year. We'll be in Miami next year. So I'll be in bowl next year in Miami, then in Tampa in 2021. So the Florida's bowls are coming up, so I'm looking forward to that. But hopefully it's warmer than we'll at the Pro Bowl in Orlando. It was raining like crazy that weekend. I was there. It was pathetic. <laughs> Just got on my nerves the whole time I was there. But, Jay, in, in the Super Bowl weekend in Atlanta, a lot of bad things happened. A lot of bad takes I witnessed before we in Atlanta. One of them was on on this past Friday. 
downtown Atlanta, there were people carrying a casket and with singers behind them and mourners taking the casket to downtown Atlanta one more time on a walk. What? Um, yes, uh, that was one of the worst takes uh, ever uh, I've seen in my life. I didn't expect to see a procession of people carrying a casket and singers and mourners going through the sidewalks of East Street Street downtown Atlanta. Um, I don't know on how many levels this is a bad take so many levels but what are your thoughts on the people who came up with this idea the mourners who was following the procession of the walking the cast to downtown Atlanta the singers what is your whole take on all parties involved in this very weird pathetic just circumstance and situation uh, well, I've, I've pretty never actually heard of a procession being done like that. I mean, my first thought in my head is, what was the purpose of them doing that type of funeral procession as far as, you know, walking down the street with the cascade and then, you know, the mourners following this cascade? Like, why not just have, like, a traditional funeral? I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, and people like me who aren't fans of death don't want to see that crap you've ruined our day like when we see those those rehearsed we know what that's about yeah but we're just to throw it in our face like we're gonna walk it through downtown land like really i don't understand that that was very morbid to me very sick to me and whoever came with the idea we should be punched in the face yeah that is pretty crazy now, we had a story of the show about uh, a billboard in Atlanta that said circumcision is your decision, right? Yes, so, I remember that. In opposition to that billboard, we had a protest on Central Olympic Park Drive here in Atlanta um, by the circumcision people who love it, and with signs that says, quote, Nobody wants less penis. Really? What? Whose what kind penis? of take is that? <laughs> exactly. Like, nobody, quote, wants less wants penis. Wants less penis? Who says that? Really? These idiots on this uh, this protest, we got whose penis question mark, whose body question mark, whose rights question mark, quote, how dare you? cut his penis what kind of crap is this <laughs> well it's not necessarily actually like cutting the penis from my understanding you know circumcisions when they they cut around the extra skin that's there or surrounding the penis if, if I'm Ex- not mistaken you're correct and quote circumcision harms it can distract from sexual activity yeah it can distract because it stinks down there yeah, it can distract because it stinks extra skin means extra sweat extra funk yeah and they they said go to yourwholebaby.org like why are you protesting about this this is a normal thing that happens it's been going on for years (laughs) and these losers (laughs) are out here protesting and what Jay what bugged me about it there was actually three colored people protesting with them. 
He's a colored people. Three colored individuals who I want to punch in the face. Full disclosure. Protesting with these losers. Wow. What are your thoughts on some both Saturday? Jabronis <laughs> on a busy street in Atlanta protesting circumcision of all things. Well, first of all, they have absolutely nothing else better to do. <laughs> because this is not, you know what I mean? Like, it's not some <laughs> fatal thing. This is not some crisis. This isn't a, a state of emergency. You're talking about a simple circumcision that has been going on for years. It, I've never heard of it harming any child or affecting them in any way in the long term. Correct. So I don't, I don't see why they'd be wasting their time doing this as if, as if this is like some new trend or something or some new piece of technology. Exactly. Of all things to dispute, circumcision. Right. Like, really? Come on. I'll go. I'll take a step further. If you're protesting abortion, that's your take. That's your call. I have to be more pro-choice than pro-choice for women. But that's you. If you're a pro-life person, you're out there protesting abortion. I mean, I'm not gonna call. I'm not gonna call you a loser for it. I get mm-hmm. that take. That that's something that we can debate. But circumcision, really? That, right. That's you gonna doubt. That's you gonna doubt the cause for circumcision. You go follow the sword for circumcision, right? Oh, come on. Yeah. So, and another bad take. Uh, Jay, there was a grilled cheese food stand in downtown Atlanta this weekend for all the vendors or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I learned of something that made me sick. A grilled cheese donut. Yeah, that sounds disgusting. I don't know who came up with that, why they came up with it, and why they've chosen to feed it to the public. And why somebody would buy it and then eat it. Yeah. Uh, let me pull up their menu again. I have the menu here on my phone. And I'm going to tell you much this grilled cheese uh, this donut cost. Four fifty-eight glazed donuts filled with cheddar, warm cheddar cheese for your delight. For your delight. Yes. There's nothing. That doesn't sound delightful to have a glazed donut filled with cheddar cheese. It just sounds so off balance. It sounds so conflicting. It's not something I would personally eat. Yes. They also have a grilled cheese funnel cake. This is 541. And as I read it, my stomach is turning as we as I read read this. Yeah. My taste buds are getting confused right now. I get I I, I get food truck people. They you know like they have weird stuff for that food truck. I get it. I understand it to a degree, but come on. In the way in hell. I'm, I'm not eating a grilled cheese donut. Neither am I. I'm not eating a grilled cheese funnel cake. I feel like that 
Daddy does the funnel of the cake and that powder and stuff. Whatever that stuff is on this. <laughs> yeah, some powdered sugar or something. That just deads the whole vibe of the funnel cake when you throw cheese on top. Yeah, cheese. No, this is just messing up a classic food. I don't understand. I will never understand it. <laughs> and you'll have people I out there that will actually buy it and eat that. JP, that's why I was thrown off by people actually buying and eating it. <laughs> that's what threw me. People actually enjoy the del- delicacy. That's not the delicacy. Yeah, they're enjoying it. Because I saw kind of food trucks. I saw, like, veal and crap I'll never eat. Weird crap. Korean barbecue, whatever the crap that is. You know, like, weird crap. All different food trucks lined up for bowl vendors or whatever. And I'm like, look, you all are going too far. It's right here. A donut, Jeff Jelly, and a donut. Funnel cake should have powdered sugar on, on it. Funnel cake, not cheese. Yeah. Yeah, those don't mix. Yeah, and... Also... Um... Selling... Chocolate-covered chili. <laughs> what? I, I don't need chili with Fritos and chocolate sauce on top of it. That is the disgusting. I honestly think that's worse than the donut and the funnel cakes with cheese. Jay, what I'm telling you, going through the food truck lane, all these vendors never add takes. How they be make money? I feel like, like how would somebody go about eating chili with chocolate syrup in it? Like that is so off. Like that to me, that would make somebody sick and taste yeah, disgusting. You have, free, you have Fritos in it as well. Diced onions, diced tomatoes, I guess diced green peppers, the meat, the chili, whatever, the base of the chili, throwing chocolate sauce and Fritos on top of that. Ugh. Like, I was down with everything else. Like, I've had chili with Fritos in it before, but I'm not about to add chocolate syrup to my chili. I mean, I I, I can go with the Fritos, but the chocolate threw me off. It's throwing me off. They they saw off said, customize your chili bowl well no <laughs> they had quote with strings and without strings what the hell that mean we mean noodles I mean the spaghetti say that not quote strings right <laughs> <laughs> I told them that like look take this a little advice from me that's, that's a bad take okay <laughs> with the without strings I know, right? It's like strings. Just like you said, just say spaghetti. Why do they got to make it more difficult? Like, are we trying to reinvent the wheel? Yeah, let's just call them strings, not spaghetti. That's spaghetti. Not quote with or without strings. I was so dumbfounded by that take. So, when I tell you, the food truck road gave me so many bad takes I have more from next week Wow! that's how bad their takes were from the food truck like what and furthermore I'm not paying $13 for a burger I have to what is so special cause before he closes the segment I want to touch it real fast they gouge the prices yep. too 
those food trucks are out of control. Like, you, you're about you're inventing food, obviously. Because done, that crap doesn't exist in the world. That's what you're you, you, you inventing food. It's overpriced too, and then it's bad. Because you're going with your take of quote with, with or without strings. <laughs> I don't know. That might be the worst thing I've ever heard in my life about <laughs> chili with or without strings. Maybe they wanted to make it sound <laughs> exotic. Like, yeah, these are strings. <laughs> it's not like an Alvin takeoff. Yeah, it really does. It sounds like. <laughs> yeah, those, those are like spaghetti boss. Those are strings. Strings. <laughs> like, what kind of take is that? And you have it, like, on your little billboard on your dumb truck. Yeah, so it's bad I have more of that in the can that I could go to. That's how bad it was. But <laughs> I will save stuff later, people. Or in the slow week of the boss, I'll share with you all some food truck takes that were bad. But up next, the boss report, that's going to be bad too. All kind of bad things on the boss report today. So, folks, stick with Jay, Monique, and the boss and bossmanshow.com. We'll be back after the break. Stick with us. We out. All right, folks, back at the boss man show. Time for the boss report. Jay, you ready for this week's report? Because it's going to be crazy last week's probably. I guarantee it. Yep, I'm ready. All right. Folks, you've been waiting on it. It's time for it. It's here. It's boss report. First story, Jay, is this. Arizona man arrested after cutting off his Johnson due to being refused another refill of hydrocodone and the Promise will not give him some sloppy toppings, but cut off his own junk at Walgreens because of it. Homeboy was spending that much that he decided to to chop off his own penis over some hydrocodone. What is going on here? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it ain't that yes. serious, bro. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a little bit out of control. For me. I'm not gonna cut off my Johnson over that. No, nor should you. <laughs> I'll find me a street to look people I need if I can get it from the Walgreens, okay? I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. Oh, yes. Oh, this is near you. Florida woman in Palm Bay arrested for throwing a frozen pork chop at her boyfriend. <laughs> what is up with these couples throwing food at each other? Wasn't it last week? That this man smushed a burrito in his wife's face. He sure did. Now you got a home old girl throwing a frozen pork chop at her boyfriend. Over trash. You know what? Over trash. Over trash. trash. He want to put the. You know how sometimes the uh, apartments they'll tell you to put that. Hey, put this in your car. Take it to the dumpster. He want. He said, I want that in my car. He got hit with a frozen pork chop for <laughs> Cause him him make a, a grade two concussion. Wow. So did she throw it at him or she actually like hit him with it? She threw it at him. It was so rock hard it knocked him out cold. Oh my gosh. It happened in Palm Bay. That's crazy. And neighbors. it happened over here. <laughs> It could be near somebody in your midst throwing pork chops in people's heads and causing concussions. Yeah, this is bananas. Uh-uh, y'all just stop throwing frozen foods at people in Palm Bay. 
stop it. <laughs> exactly. Look, we got this story. Time to get a treadmill, bruh. Colorado man jogging in the foothills survives mountain lion attack by killing an animal with his bare hands. How'd he pull it off? Only, only God knows that. I was just about to ask that. How'd he kill an animal with his bare hands? Probably choked him. He don't spot me. Probably, yeah. Yeah, that's probably what happened. Oh my God! And this another Florida man, Pensacola, Pensacola, over on the west side over there, is arrested after throwing alligator in the Wendy's drive-through because the fries is cold. Sorry. My, first, <laughs> my first take is, why well, alligator eat in your car? Wait, why is alligator in his car? That's, let's start there. Why was this alligator in his car? Was the alligator actually friendly with him? Like, did this alligator know him? Why was this alligator so willing to get in his car and behave himself until what? He threw him in the drive through window? It had to be a baby one. It had to be a baby one. It had to be. Because the baby ones tend to be kind of chill. It had to be one of the baby ones or small ones. Yeah. But come on, dude, really? On the gator inside of a crab doing a cold fries of cold. And second of all, oh. why you got a gator in your car? Yeah, that's the five I'm so tripped up with. He had a gator in the car and then decided to chuck it through the drive-thru window because the fries were cold. It's like, okay, ask him to ask him for a new set of fries. Exactly. Oh man. Gators aren't rotting animals. That's what dogs are for. <laughs> and maybe a cat. I don't know. I'm not real first in animal riding cars. I know dogs do. <laughs> I don't know about cats yet, but I know dogs do. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen a cat riding shotgun in a car. I have seen dogs riding shot- shotgun, but I've never seen a-, a cat or really any other animal riding shotgun in somebody's vehicle. Exactly. We get this story. The Delaware man is arrested, given his neighbor's dog some grass seed because he knew the dog was allergic to grass. And the, now, now the man's in jail on a animal cruelty charge. First of all, Jay, I had no idea animals were allergic to anything. That's, that's new to me. And animals had allergies. I didn't know that. Maybe I'm not because I don't care. I didn't know that. And furthermore, <laughs> I did not know animals take Benadryl <laughs> to full of allergies. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know animals took Benadryl either. But hold up. He, he either was really pissed off at his neighbors or he was really pissed off at that dog. Yeah. Because he yeah. knew what that was going to do. So I'm like, okay. Like, he being spiteful towards somebody. It's cruel. Don't get me wrong. It's cruel. But he being spiteful towards somebody. I'm like, I don't know which one he hated the worst. The neighbors or the dog. Yeah. I said, that was. And the lady's like, he knows that. He knows that cherries allergic to, to grass. It takes Benadryl for her allergies. Like, what? <laughs> I'm the store, like, what? A dog taking allergy medicine? What? <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of that either. This one's new for me. This one's a new one. Yes, indeed. We got this. Florida woman arrested. Still a Papa John's delivery, delivery card to visit her boyfriend in jail for a conjugal visit. So she went out of her way to steal a Papa John's car to go visit her jail boyfriend? Yes. She could Uber, ask him to ride, ask her parents to use the car, 
or something, she decides to steal a Papa John car of all things to go and visit her boyfriend. Man, he must yes. be really putting it down for her to do all that. Yeah, he must, she must have to get, get that pipe fast. Yeah, that's it what that was. Like, I'm telling you right now, it wasn't just to see him. She wanted that. Mm-hmm. Man, she had to get that pipe fast. Boy, boy, she got there. <laughs> she in jail with his ass now. <laughs> She in jail with his ass now. He can get okay. it all time now. Yeah. Here we got this. Tennessee man uh, causes a military bomb squad to get involved after his kid accidentally brings a live bomb to school for show and tell. How did this kid get the live bomb in the first place? And then why was this a good idea for the kid to bring this to school for show and tell? Exactly. <laughs> So many I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, this is a terrible take. Like, why? How? Pathetic. Pathetic. Oh, my man's Tennessee. Pathetic. We got this. Florida man tells deputy he was speeding because, quote, he was thirsty for Pepsi and something round for wussy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I never heard somebody speeding through the, TV, the streets because they want a Pepsi that bad. And some cat. <laughs> man, it must have been real, real good to be speeding through the streets like that. Pepsi and cat. I do, really. I just said I'm playing Dyrick. I'm gonna uh-huh. restore, restore. I, I got off a of speed ticket because I said I had, I had diarrhea. Like, that's how I got off. I got diarrhea, man. I'm about to blow it out of my ass. And this I'm man says right. he wants Pepsi <laughs> and, uh, you know, that lunchbox. They can't argue with you about diarrhea. Just go with the diarrhea take. It worked for me. <laughs> I got off. <laughs> hey, it worked. They, they can't fight you on diarrhea, but. Pepsi and cat and box, man. You you going to jail, bro? <laughs> going to jail on that one. Oh God, here we go. Oh, this is okay. This, Jay, this is this is very layered. Watch this. Female Florida man. Hint, hint. Female Florida. <laughs> it's very layered and complex. Female Florida man was caught. Masturbating in public in a blue dress and continuing the back of the police car while the female Florida man was handcuffed to be processed to go downtown, making <laughs> officers very uncomfortable. <laughs> so this female Florida man was whacking off while he was still on cuffs? Yep! Something yes, excited him that much? Is there something exciting about being in cuffs knowing that you're about to be booked in jail? But he was caught behind Taco Bell, you know, in his dress, you know, <laughs> getting, 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 getting old Don warmed up, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I didn't know Taco Bell wearing any feathers either. What is such a turn on about Taco Bell? I mean, <laughs> and why do it in public? I, why am I hearing all these stories about people doing these weird things in public? Even go to the restroom or something. Taco Bell has a restroom. Why does this man do it outside? Why not go in their restroom? Do it at home. Do it somewhere other than outside. Exactly. My lord. 
Oh, yes. And this last one we got is going to tear you up. North Carolina man arrested, jumping out of the roof of Big Lots, attacking the cashier, punching a patron, and pulling up a woman's ass in line, and then whacking off on the floor. Okay. Psycho. <laughs> That's all I can say about him, psycho. What you he did five things in one story. <laughs> like, what? What's wrong with this man? He does all that just to whack off. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know which one's worse, him or the Taco Bell guy. I don't know. I think this guy is worse because he did all types of obstacles before doing all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just out. He just out of the, the roof. Of the <laughs> Attacks the cashier, punches a patron, and pulls up a woman's dress to see her, her ass. Then he finishes off on the floor, waiting to be arrested. What? Wow. That's what we're doing now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's his come up. <laughs> My man, stay off the weed or milk or... No, I don't think it's weed. We don't make people do that. That's on some other stuff he was on. I, what, I don't know what it was, but he was on something else. Okay, ha, ha, ha. okay you know how stores are built. How's one get inside a roof of a store? <laughs> I don't even know. Pains. <laughs> like, what would you do if you see some weird guy jump out of a pain of a store you're in? Like, what, what would you do? <laughs> some guy jump out of them roof tiles where they are they jump out of them things the store. yeah I know what but you mean you... like those square tiles that are that you see in the ceiling yeah but that make you just like what in the hell yep <laughs> I'd be standing there in shock first before you know I have to gather my thoughts and process everything first because <laughs> the first thing I'd be thinking is okay how why how did you get there <laughs> what is going on <laughs> You finish off by pleasuring yourself. Like, what in the world? Like, once again, how did we arrive at that point? Right, like, how did it get to that point? Like, how did Homeboy get that messed up in the game that it got to that level? And it bit lots of my places. Bit lots is a happy store, I think. (laughs) I don't know, because they closed it down over here, so I don't know. I mean, it has good deals, good, nice, cheap stuff in Big Lots, and good, like, off-brand crap you can get there. Yeah, like, really? So, yeah, my man, he's up there. He's up there. Well, Jay, if we close up today's uh, small report, what are your thoughts on this week's report, Jay? What are your thoughts? Okay, okay I think in general, people need to stop throwing frozen food at people. Chili and sweets do not go together. You're not supposed to put ice cream and chocolate syrup and all the other stuff in your chili, okay? And stay off the... You ain't stay off the drugs, okay? Because there's no reason for somebody to be, you know, jumping out of a store ceiling, attacking people, and then whacking off. And then finally, you're not supposed to travel with gators riding shotgun in your car. And then throw it through a drive-thru because you're mad your fries are cold. Very valid points. All things I agree with. So, folks, check this segment out. Boss Man Show with Jay Monique on BossManShow.com. And we got some new stuff coming up real soon. Check out the show always. Boss and Jay. We out.
J.C. Smith, Memphis Guy Talent, Click Sports Bar, Trust Us Records. Bruh, I got to ask you before we get started. How was Bowl Weekend in Memphis with Clicks? How was Memphis Guy Talent? What all went down? Bro, recap it for us. Boss, man, appreciate you, my guy. Man, you know, we had a good time, man. You know, Super Bowl Weekend. We kick off the uh, Memphis Guy Talent Showcase. We're giving unsigned rappers, you know, unsigned singers a chance to shine and perform, man. It was awesome, man. It was a great turnout. Uh, great way to start things out, man. You know, I don't know I don't know about the game, the Super Bowl game per se. That was the most boring game you ever want to see in your life. But, you know, overall, man, the weekend was good, though. Bruh, in Atlanta, we had so much going on. Like, I seen this picture of the circumcision protest of all things. Like, what in the hell? It's good. <laughs> It's cool. <laughs> I'm like, bro, we on some Olympic Park Drive. We got lames protesting circumcision. You know, <laughs> like what? Right. Ain't got nothing else better to do, right? Bro, there were three colored people with them protesting. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know it was a protest. <laughs> I didn't know either. <laughs> I was like, that's crazy. I'm like, bro, what is going on? Then we got. Bow Wow and his girl get into it, oh, because Shaq want to holler at his girl. That's why he got the fighting with homegirl. Oh, I didn't know that. Shaq was trying to get out of it. Yeah, that's what caused the problem. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Shaq, that was a Shaq's party. Shaq tried to holler at her, and Bow Wow and her guy back, we got back to the, to the condo. It went south on him. Man. Then. Poor guy. 21 Savage gets gets wrangled up by ice in Atlanta. Oh, <laughs> man, that blew my mind, man. That was the most that was probably the most shocking thing of the whole weekend, man. Like, I had no idea dude was uh from from Britain. I didn't know either. I thought he was from the east side of Atlanta. Zone six. That man got no accent or <laughs> nothing, man. Man, so bro, I feel like that this weekend was a walking boss report this weekend in Atlanta. Super Bowl weekend was on with a boss report waiting to happen, and it's happening right now. Like, what in the world went on in our city this weekend? Crazy. Only in Atlanta, bro. <laughs> Only in Atlanta, I tell you. Well, bro, the, 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 well, what's happening with it, the Clippers? Bro, they traded Tobias Harris, Boban, to the Sixers for some cap space. And I'm, I'm like... The Clippers are getting close to being able to get two spots where they get rid of Gallo's contract. And the Clippers are going all in. And Jerry West, think about what he's done in the Lakers with the Grizzlies and the Warriors. Names of the Clippers make, making these moves in the background, making it seem a, a, a prime place for guys to want to come to. Turning Kawhi Leonard for sure. Maybe another guy to come to the Clippers, man. So, bro, what are your thoughts on the Clippers right now for us in this whole process of getting guys to come there now with their new cap space and them showing themselves as a prime place to be in L.A. and still not being on LeBron James' shadow so much? Man, like you said, Clippers, <clears throat> excuse me, Clippers are trying to, you know, make their own move, like you said, you know, kind of separate themselves from LeBron, from the Lakers, and the Clippers, you know, quiet, quiet as it's kept, they've had a pretty good year. You know, maintaining, you know, some type of hold in the playoff standings there, you know, trying to hang on to that last spot in the West and everything. But, I mean, I like the move, per se. You're trying to come up with a way to 
you know, had it, like I said, had that money available come the summer, you know, you know, swoop in and, and, and uh and get him there, you know, to come to LA. He's always talking about he wanna go go back uh go back to LA. And, you know, he doesn't want to play with the Lakers, so why not the Clippers, you know, and, and got spot for another max player as well, man. Like I said, Jerry West working behind the scenes the way he's done for well thirty, forty years now, you know, with several different uh, NBA franchises, man. So I like what the Clippers are doing and I like to move Philadelphia also. You know, Tobias Harris, he's a he's a solid player in this league, man. Guy that's never gonna be an all star per se, but you know, he's he's solid, man. He gives he gives Philly another weapon and we look at the seventy sixers, they're starting five. Yeah. The starting five averages like seventeen points a game, you know, between each of them. Like there's no other team in the league that that can say that. Their starting five averages seventeen, you know, a piece there. So, uh, or, or more. So, I think it's a great, great deal for, for both teams involved. And do you think this kind of weakens the Knicks, per se, is attractive to Durant or Kyrie? Because the, the, now the Sixers have a true big four. They're showing themselves to say, hey, we got four studs on our roster. Can you match us? Cause they're, like, they're trying to be like Golden State of the East, almost having four all-stars four burner all-stars, Draymond Green is, can be, is like J.J. Reddick on, on the Sixers. It can be eight can be replaced pretty much easily. So does that Sixers being coming, becoming so strong now, probably going to max out these guys over the next few years, knowing that they're they, they going to be there. You got to match us. Do you think that would sway the way of Kyrie or Durant to say, hey, maybe we shouldn't go to the Knicks now, with the Knicks making that move? I don't think ways? so. I don't think so, because man, the, the way it's setting up, the Knicks can... Easily, you know, next year go from worst to first. You bring in, bring in Durant. You know, Kyrie comes, and we chance out the way the Knicks have been terrible this year. You know, what happens if they get Zion? You know, in the draft. You know, what I'm saying so you talking about Zion, KD, Kyrie. That's a hell of a, a three to start out with <laughs> on your team, man. And bring in a bunch of players here and there. The Knicks could easily they could easily be top four in the East <laughs> next year. You know what I'm saying? Compared to where they are now, you know, at the bottom of the league, man. It's just how quickly things can turn around, you know, in this uh new age NBA, man. Like one minute you you suck, but the benefit of being a New York Knicks and, and the great market, you know, best market in the NBA is, you know, you can always attract you all sometimes you can always attract talent just based upon where your lo- your locality is, where your location is. We see that in Miami, we see that with LA. You know, so New York's the prime market, the Big Apple. KD can stake his own claim, and if he's able to go to the Knicks and turn them into a, a, a perennial winner, a, a team that can contend and go to the finals year in, year out, if he can eventually win one in New York if he goes there, man, that's going to like, that's going to catapult KD to a whole another stratosphere, man. If, he, if he's able to do that. And I'm hearing some rumblings, you know, about potentially. The Warriors offloading Draymond Green to be able to keep keep Cousins. So that beast, I'm reading out in, in some um, some stuff out, out there in California about they're starting to get a sense of maybe, hey, he's looking good. We might want to keep him around and it might not necessarily mm-hmm. one year rental. Maybe we can get rid of Draymond Green to mm-hmm. find the money to keep DeMarcus Cousins because he gives a whole other dynamic that Draymond can't give us. I love that idea. Draymond Green, great player good player but he's not you can take Draymond off of that team now and you're not going to skip a beat you couldn't say that a couple of years ago 
when we saw how obvious um, the Draymond Green impact was when he missed that, that, uh, that game in the finals that allowed Cleveland to uh, entire series, right? It was game, game six he missed? Yep, game six. And allowed, yeah. yeah. Yeah, allowed Cleveland uh, to uh, tie a series and eventually win in game seven. I think if Draymond would have been playing in that game, uh, we don't have a, a LeBron championship in Cleveland. You know, Golden State maybe on the four or five, you know, five feet right now. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but now with all the talent they have, you can go without Draymond Green. And like I said, Boogie Cousins, he's he like, after, like, give him a few more months and he's going to be, I think the Boogie Cousins is old, man. He's already showing signs that he can regain his former, uh, his former, his former uh, caliber uh, play there. So, I think I think it's a great idea, boss. I would, you know, offload Draymond, find a way to keep a uh, boogie man, and I the the Warriors won't miss the beat if Draymond's not there in the future. Yeah, because I feel like he's he's not he he doesn't they don't guard him on the three point line anymore. He's just sitting out there. You know? Uh uh-uh. like yeah, you know he used to be that glue guy. You know, can do everything for you. You know, defend, rebound. But now it's really not necessary, man. Bro, I, I, I compared it to Ben Wallace. I thought Ben Wallace was good for that stretch, but when you play that way, it took a toll on your body eventually, and you, and you declined fast. And we're seeing yep, the ben decline Wall- of Draymond ben, ben Green. Ben Wallace was jump shot. Yeah, yeah, I see it declining fast, bro. I, I see him not being the same guy, not being making the same movements. Not, he still has impact, but it's not the same like it was. And he wants a wow. max deal coming up. I feel like the Warriors got him through his best years, and now it's time to like, let somebody exactly. else overpay for him. Exactly, that's the best way to put it. Now, bro, what are your thoughts on John Wall, man? I, I, I was, I know, I know, I'm trash for this, but I was some, some of the memes on Twitter. I was laughing. I didn't laugh at him, but I was laughing. I know not about John Wall, but the memes on Twitter. Now the Wizards, they're stuck. They're stuck in. They're stuck in there in, in, in the middle. They're stuck in, in that purgatory you're gonna be in because Bradley Beal's maxed out since Otto Porter and Wall's contract kicks in next year. The Wizards are pretty much stuck, and they're gonna be bad. And they're just stuck, man. I, I hate it for Beal and Porter, but they stuck in just terribleness and mediocrity now. Yeah, what happened to the Wizards? Like, I mean, a couple years ago, you thought of them as an up and coming. You know, Eastern Conference team that could give teams a run for their money in the playoffs, but now, you know, we always heard about the dissension between John Wall and Bradley Beal in the locker room. Two guys don't get along, but the Wizards, they probably should have, you know, got rid of. Looking like they should got rid of John Wall maybe about a year or two ago, and just built around Bradley Beal. And this franchise would probably be in a better position than where they are now. Now you're looking at a situation where you're paying, like you said, you're paying max money for John Wall, who. You know, was already out with the injury and, and further uh, injured himself by slipping in the shower and, and tearing his Achilles. So he's going to be out, they're saying, you know, up to like maybe 15 months. You know what I'm saying? So all of next year and then some. So, you know, it, it, it put, they put themselves in a really bad position, but they got nobody to blame but themselves, man, thinking that they had to pay these guys, you know, uh, this max money. And who in the hell would give Otto, Otto Porter that type of money anyway? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. So at this point, you know, uh, I think it's Ernie Grunfeld, the GM up there. You know, he got nobody to, to blame but yourself, man. You put yourself in that situation when you could have traded John Wall or, you know, with another route and decide to build, you know, with Bradley Bill, which would, would have been the better move as opposed to John Wall. Because, like you said, the way Draymond's best years are behind him, even if, John, even if John Wall wasn't hurt, his best years are behind him. John Wall wasn't the same explosive guy anymore. 
like he was maybe a couple years ago. You know what I'm saying? He's on the decline as well, and, and now you add in injury, and he, he see a guy he 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 started to gain weight. You know, John Wall is John Wall is not look the same anymore as far as his, his actual size now. So it's like I said, it's a purgatory, it's a financial purgatory, and they put themselves in that, in that situation. You know, it sucks for you know those those fans up there, but yeah, they're going to be bad for a while, man. Or if not bad, you know, mediocre at best up there. Yeah, and this is this what the CBA, in my opinion, bro, hurts teams. It's kind of what, what, when they're capped out, it's either overpaid for a guy or losing for nothing. And then I have more places. That's going to happen on the border. They was already capped out. Who you going to have to replace him? So they paid, overpaid him. Exactly. They, they bit him in the exactly, butt. Bro. Now it's bite him in the butt big time now. So, no yeah, it's messed up. So, bro. What you got, uh, Black History Money clicks. You know what you got this weekend for the people. Memphis, more Memphis got talent, or you got something else for the Black History Month for, for the people of Memphis? Come out there on McElroy and see you guys. Oh, uh, yeah, we're going to keep it going, man. Memphis got talent. The second week is going down tonight. Make sure you come through, man. Uh, we got we got another rapper. His name is T-Rock. You know what I'm saying? He got a little buzz in the city, man. So he's going to come out. He's going to do his thing. Tonight, come through, man. Free admission till 10 p.m. Only $5 after to get into the liveest party spot in the city of Memphis. Make sure y'all come through. Check us out. Mess with your boy, J.C. Memphis Got Talent is going down tonight. No doubt, folks. It's, it's, it's J.C. This is the Boss Man. We out. Catch us next week on the Boss Man Show. 